Welcome to a muzzled chat. Everyone, welcome Jake. How you doing today, Jake? Good, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, as you guys could see, for the ones viewing, Jake is wearing a neck brace. I am. How's that going for you? Why, why, why the neck brace? What's going on? Uh, um, so uh, about, about about three days out of surgery, uh, mm-hmm. just just Monday, uh, two days ago, I had had surgery. Um, I had a herniated disc in my neck and um, had been bothering me for some time. So uh, right. I had a surgeon go and infuse that um, to take the, the kind of pain out of my arm and chest and the middle of my back. So uh, kind of on the recovery path now, but uh, not too long. Uh, it sounds like uh, it'll, it'll go well. So not too long, we'll be, we'll be looking good. Man, I'm glad to hear you look well. You sound well. Thanks. You're just a little, you know, you're kind of a stiff lately. Right. Loosen up, you know? Right, yes. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's, it's crazy because you looked into a lot of things. You had steroid injections. You were doing therapy. I mean, chiropractics. And it's just nothing was really, because you have a, herniated disc yeah i have a uh, spinal stenosis which is the thinning of the disc in your neck so mm. um, not only is it herniated um, it's getting thin enough it's starting to pinch nerves and uh, if you let it go long enough some people do they, they fight it for long enough that your, your arm will start to atrophy which means that uh, you'll start to lose strength in your arm and when you start to do that it's generally kind of immediate surgery because you, uh, you had some of them symptoms coming on because you had tingling going down your arm all sorts of stuff yeah, I had it uh, in my arm, uh, in my uh, thumb, and my index finger. Mm. Um, you know, I had it in my chest and going down my trap and in my back. So it's better to fix it early uh, than wait wait too late. And right. I know everybody's situation is different. And um, you know, some people are at a place where you know they're they can't get surgery or um, they're not in a place to to get it. Um, especially if you're older in life, um, it, it does become uh, way more risky. Yes. Um, any kind of surgery and so when you're talking about neck surgery some people do have to just live with pain meds and and steroid injections and physical therapy and and that's no way to live no it's not some some people don't have the option to get surgery so um i'm pretty young for the surgery um just by statistic um you know but playing uh sports most of my life and uh, so some football yeah, uh, the the surgeon probably said if he looked at it ten years ago, the herniation was probably small and was there. Mm. Um, it just kind of grew over time. So, and and nobody gets their their neck MRI until you have issues, so you wouldn't know that there was issues, unfortunately, until. And it was then. pretty debilitating because it got to a point it was impacting your sleep. Yeah, and if you're literally not sleeping, you could go a little crazy. Right. Yeah. That was one of the biggest challenges was, was sleep. Uh, yeah. one of the biggest reasons to get it was just to go back to the sleep. And also it's it, any trying to pick anything up. Um, you know, it starts to be, um, problematic. And then, you know, my worry was, is that, you know, um, what they tell you is, is that when you start to, um, really start to pinch nerves that, uh, uh, one of the things is is you may start to hurt other parts like your shoulder, your mm. your arm, and then you know what happens generally is your tendons start to tense up a lot and you don't use it as much, which can cause other issues. So sometimes if you wait too long, you actually uh, there's always a possibility, you know, that that you do something uh, more than just the neck, and and nobody wants that, you know, you, you don't want you don't want to multiple injuries off a single um, injury. This is funny. My boomstick, it, look, it's just walking away from me. I got to make a <laughs> modification. I'm going to sit here. I have to play with this this whole time. But, man, well, I love, thanks for joining, by the way, because, like, Jake here wasn't even planning on kicking off content. He just joined me in the studio, Good, good friend of mine. And we were just talking about a lot of things, and we are 100%, like, on the same page is to... It, it, it's like mo- becoming more and more alarming with age and these life experiences is to dang how important our health is so it's like we're finally waking up to what is going to be most effective on achieving the best bill of health and it's now that path 
begins, oh man, as you start genuinely doing research and looking into that, getting certain blood levels and certain things, like uh, you start realizing a, a lot of even the corruption with insurance and how that's operating and a, a layer to the issues we're dealing with, Western medicine and white lab coats, because it goes beyond what you're even dealing with here. You know, like this experience is just magnifying, like, you know what? I, I mean, I love how you were even touching on all these drugs that they were pumping you with just to do the surgery. Now it's like, I love, I know you're on a good path to achieving a better state for yourself because you're like, you, you just naturally were telling me, I want to look into more like cleanses and detoxifying my body just because all these things I just even recently went through, it would, it, it'd be good, good idea to clear this slate. And it's like, that isn't common American practice. Like we don't think genuinely like detoxifying our bodies from like all sorts of things molds metals uh uh parasites right definitely because that's like an annual thing other country countries do every year mm -hmm. just common practice and we just don't do it here but it so tell us a bit about like your other if you don't i mean you can dive into it as much as you want but it it's the same thing like i was dealing with where with me obviously we identified a freaking bioweapon right lyme disease and that attributes 110 percent to like my brain fog my low net energy uh low libido all sorts of things you know, and with the extensive blood work in labs, it typically aren't even done from your natural clinic. Like throughout these years, there were times I would go in because I would constantly try to get additional things covered through my insurance. So even though I'm seeing naturopaths or whatnot, I would also schedule with the family physician doctor to to, oh, we got more panels coming up. Like I'll just go there because I could get more things covered through my insurance but left up to them they would do their own prognosis and their own what have you and without even resorting so you're coming in with these symptoms and issues and like fatigue and just like hey what what's going on here and they immediately their solution it's not even to do lab work it's not to look into your blood it's not to look into toxicity so it's not to look at your nutrients or anything it's literally all feeding big pharma like it's a freaking joke like what is it that's not even tapping into any roots of any issues you're just enriching big pharma you've been indoctrinated to like like big farmer has all the solutions like that's pretty much what you've been experiencing too yeah so you know as part of this this journey one of the things you know i tell anybody who who has any kind of uh, herniated disc or anything where you know they think that uh, they want to get looked at you know one of my things is if you have insurance do it right away because the process is very long mm. um, it takes you three to four weeks to get in to see a surgeon uh, generally because of the way insurance works they're going to have you do physical therapy. They're going to have you do steroid injections, mm. unless it is so severe that um, they feel like uh, you're at risk for something, uh, which is generally pretty rare. Believe it or not, even tingling in the arm and stuff isn't something they consider severe. It'd have to be that you're losing feeling in your arm. Um, but the problem with it is, is you know, you you have to do all this stuff. It takes months and months and months. And then it has to be pre-authed by, by a doctor, uh, you know, by a doctor and then by an insurance company. Um, so, you know, one of the things, you know, that is hard is like, you know, me when I was struggling with sleep because I couldn't get comfortable and uh, just couldn't get in a place where, you know, one of the things I talked to my doctor, I said, hey, you know, can I, uh, do you have any medicine that helps uh helps me sleep well uh, ironically all the medicines are ssris um, right they're uh, trazodone doxepin um remeron are, are all ssris and yes at low dose they don't have the same effect as an ssri to depression or anxiety they're they're more built for sleep but the problem is is um that i learned in this this journey is is none of that really helps 
um, because um, it's really, really hard. Ibuprofen does not kill nerve pain. Um, mm. it, it, it does help with pain um, if you you know, hurt your muscle or you hit your finger. Um, it doesn't help. It's not a solution. Yeah. Barely it, a Band-Aid. Yeah. And, and there are some medicines out there um, that um, are more built for nerve pain. Some people have great experiences with them. One is called gabapentin. Um, if you've ever had any kind of nerve pain, even diabetics uh, use it for n- neuropathy and stuff like that. And one's called Lyrica. And they're, they're actually both good medicines. Mm. Um, unfortunately, they just didn't didn't have the same effect on, on my situation. Um, and sometimes long-term use of them kind of drugs, um, can lead to, um, you know, addiction and stuff like that because they're also, um, um, they're actually not built for, uh, nerve pain. They're, they're built for nerve pain in the sense of they're an epileptic drug. And the reason they're an epileptic drug is because they calm your nerves Mm. and somebody who has epilepsy, that's what they're trying to do is, is calm their nerves so they don't have seizures. That, and so you're, you're kind of like off scripting drugs, um, to other situations to try to help somebody, you know, through this process. Um, but you know, the more stuff you get prescribed and the more uh, different drugs you take, you do start to worry about, um, the, the term or, or short-term effects of, of right. some of them drugs. Gosh, dang. Now I know you, you even mentioned to me, it's like, man, if I had 15, 20,000 sitting around, I'd be, I'd be going out and doing stem cell. What, what do you suppose? Why, why do you suppose it is we don't have stem cell here? Um, so there, well, there is stem cell in the U.S. There is um, the, okay. The Mayo Clinic uh, does have stem cell. Uh, they only, my understanding is, it's, it's usually only used in the case where you have some so disease so rare um, that it's kind of a last option. Interesting. Um, one of the challenges, uh, my understanding is, is it's not been approved by the FDA for use in. Um, you have to have a some kind of disease it, that you can't get it for, like me for for a neck issue. I've heard people taking it for for um, shoulder um, to try to rebuild their shoulders. I wonder so, why that is, because I don't know. Me personally, it just seems like oh well, because the surge the surgery side of things and all the drugs or people that are fear fearful of doing the surgery that end up on a life subscription of those drugs right like they're just ruling out actual potential viable solutions that have thoroughly helped people like you i know you listen to some of the joe rogan right and picked up on some of the stem cell he himself has done over in panama and sent his mom out for and all these other people that can that swear by it you know yeah, I think it's just uh, it's it needs more advanced testing before you roll it out to the public because that that's what they're saying. You know, oh, yeah, right now you would. you would have to go to Mexico or Panama, somewhere else to get it done. Um, one of the big uh, I think misconceptions of stem cells is it actually comes from um, the um, umbilical cord of birth. That's where they pull. Um, the, um, so it's not from like a fetus. Yeah, it's not from a fetus. Right. It's not from anything like that. Nobody would be okay with that. I don't think right. that ever be approved. But uh, it comes from the umbilical cord. And um, some of the uh, world-renowned research right now is being done in Panama, in my understanding. And, and you can get stem cells that are like two to three days old. And that's why people go to Panama because they want them to be um, young. And you, you even heard like um, the people now – they take their umbilical cord of their kid and they store it. Oh, no kidding. And, and so I've heard of, of cases where some people have my, their uh, daughter or son might develop leukemia later in life. And that can actually be, the stem cells can actually be pulled out and reused to try to. No kidding. It. Oh, so, wow. So the, um, there's, I think. Uh, Something you know, for us all to look into. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I don't think we're that far away. Yeah. I think in, you know, the next five to 10 years, I think it's going to be on the forefront and they're going to be using it a lot more. Yeah, um, to try to cure diseases, which will be good, good for a for a better future. Well, that's why it's so important we tear down the corrupt system so we could get to actually having more solution based options for everyone. Because I'm sorry, a life prescription of pain meds. I mean, that's just yeah, no no quality of life to live. It's and then. You know, surgery, luckily here, has 
you know, we do have some of the top world renowned surgeons, you know, in the world. And thankfully that is, uh, you know, gotten better, I guess, throughout all the years. But gosh, if we, if we have any other solutions that, and, and there's been a lot to that where Western medicine was only giving a lot of people just those options and through stem cells or through other, other things they were, they were able to avoid, you know, having surgery and things like that. But, um, I know you exhausted your options within your, your budget. Um, but yeah, that just be important for us all to get on board to ensure more solutions. Right. Yeah. Here, I'm going to mute us just for a sec because I, I want to ask Jake here if he wants to dive into another topic. One sec. Okay. Getting Jake's consent here a little bit. But both of us as men have dealt with low T. And it's interesting because earlier on like that's kind of what I was speaking out on like that I was even using western medicine a bit for to keep tabs on a bunch of the baseline levels as I'm going to these specialized doctors for Lyme treatments cuz it was 4 years ago with that positive diagnosis I, I that was the first alarming like testosterone number I I saw I was like a low 400 and I, and I was like, okay, now I'm curious. So I started doing my research and, and I was like, this, this definitely, I know because when I look into low T for men, it's, it's, it, testosterone's our blood force, you know? So I, a lot of the symptoms like just low energy, the same things with Lyme can be attributed to, so I wanted to rule that out. Right. So but I also wanted to naturally address it. And some of the doctors were saying, hey, as we treat the Lyme, your body might very well fire up natural production. So I was like, okay, well, it's it's low, you know, as I researched, because the average for that age should have been like a high 600, you know, 675 roughly, you know. And, and I wasn't looking at new age graphs. I was going back because they're trying to re- change change everything and lower numbers and wider ranges and things like that so um i guess long story short i ended up doing everything natural i could from supplements like zinc um tonka ket alley some mushroom things like not the psych psychedelic kind but but everything that was supposed to boost testosterone like dheas certain uh, meal protocols, workouts, even, and fast forward, it's like my testosterone was only declining and we're doing detoxifications on things like BPAs that can have been proven to lower men's testosterone. So it's just like this losing battle. So it finally got to a point I need to supplement testosterone, like get on some TRT and Western medicine was not a solution because it's crazy like some doctors markers it's like 250 or 200 you have to be below 200 for that doctor to even say you have low testosterone and their range is like 200 to like a thousand but 675 being the average so they they have no problem saying if you're 789 you're high you're high testosterone so you just deduct from that average what they would consider high, 500, 400, 300, right? That's low. Like three, yeah, it's all low. But they won't say that because their marker, it has to be below 200 for them to consider it low T. And I, I remember one of these Western medicine docs just correcting me. You don't have low T. I was like... Oh my gosh. Like, and I started going through the numbers and how could you not say it's low when this is average, you'll indicate this is high. So by that same standard, like this is less than ideal and it's low. I might not be making your marker low and what insurance deems is low, but anyway, long story short, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they couldn't, 
I guess even through the insurance and stuff, like even consider. And once again, their solution for me was SSRIs. Is unbelievable. I was like, you are not in it. You're in it for profit. You are not in it. And you're indoctrinated. Maybe your heart's in the right place. That's debatable, but it's irrelevant because this is not a freaking solution. So luckily, folks, there are doctors out there and clinics out there that are actually in it for the right reasons. And luckily we found some of those. And it is astronomically helped to me. And I know I know for you, um, you're just getting started. Yeah. You know, one of the things, you know, you have to consider is, is you just can't even go into your doctor and say, hey, I want a testosterone test. Um, you have to have symptoms right. of testosterone uh, loss. Also, um, you know, I, I do think that there's a misconception that, um, you know, especially if you don't have symptoms, some people... Uh, even though your testosterone may be lower, doesn't mean that um, you need replacement. Some people who are probably, you know, 500 can probably find more natural ways possibly to get it up. Possibly. Possibly. But uh, when you're low enough, uh, when you can't move the needle and you've tried everything, um, yeah, I mean, um, there's there's really only testosterone replacement. Um, that's all there is is you can do. You know, one of the things that I think really hurt mine was the fact that, going through this um, neck issue and this is disc herniation was a lot of inflammation in your body, which really starts to really, um, in many ways, um, you know, kind of fight against your body. And so it starts to, to really go down. So some people will see that um, from what, you know, many doctors have told me is that, you know, when you go through like a sickness or, or something like that, you know, you're, it's going to be lower. Um, some people will build it, um, you know, but, lifestyle and diet and all that doesn't fix always always all them problems so you know you do have to have the symptoms it does have to be at a, at a level that they couldn't deem as treatable and then um you know at that point uh the same thing you know um there's kind of this um back and forth about if it does treat anxiety and depression um and one of the things is it may not directly fix that but i think there's mood and there's libido and, and more a, energy yeah. and more focus that will help with them parts of your life. I don't know that, that, you know, it's too early for me, but you know, that, that it'll fix all them. Like just in, I think, you know, anybody who's looking to get on it, I think, you know, yes, definitely go to a doctor. Um, you know, one of these subscription based clinics, there's probably great ones out there. Um, but just making sure, you know, check with a few of them, make sure you're getting a good deal. You're just not getting like a put on a subscription plan where they're just charging you a bunch of money and you don't see a lot of, uh, like a lot of improvement, you know? So, and there's great ones out there. I'm sure I'm, I'm not saying there's not, but with all of them popping up, um, you know, you want to make sure you, you do something, you know, that you can stay in it for the long term. You have somebody who has your best interests in mind and, um, something you can do, you know, for the rest of your life, because, it's most likely that it's not that you can't get off of it, but if you do have low, it's probably something you'll have to do even maybe less and less in the future as you get the level to a healthy level, but right. it won't be something you'll be able to just quit doing someday and it's just going to take off. Um, yeah. There seemingly was, were all those health, you know, men's clinics seemingly erected overnight due to, you know, this being not a new alarming topic for men, you know, a lot of men have, have noticed and have dived into this, but then again, a lot aren't in the know and they're still following the white lab coats and just kind of traditional medicine and getting on SSRIs for these issues that, that, that is not the root of the issue, you know, and there's a lot of things to look into. So it's, it's, it's interesting so yeah, on that point, just to wrap that up, is like there are doctors that will work with you and keep things on the relative cheap because the, the TRT is a very affordable product. But like these men clinics, like they'll $200, $300 a month like prescription, like kind of like one-stop shop, easy, but it's all out of pocket and it's it's just a lot of money. Who can, who can sign up for that for life, you know? So to... To, to find these other doctors that actually see it and, and they know because they've done it with a lot of, oh, certain clients and 
they've seen the difference it's made in their lives. So they're like, wow, this is one of the root of the issue. And, and it does kind of even bring up a bigger question. Why is it? Why is it man's testosterone is deteriorating across the board? You know, like seems like something strategically being done because they're trying to withhold even the proper solutions for that issue. But, um, Oh, get me back on topic. Okay, so because it's interesting, like you experienced the same though. Like you went in with these symptoms, you're expressing these symptoms, and Western medicine solution for you was big pharma. Is SSRIs, yeah, yeah, and uh, um, and I'm not saying that SSRIs are not effective for some people. Uh, they probably do help, um, but I don't, um, I don't know. Debatable, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, some people, I mean, I, I've seen good results and I know people who've taken them, who, who've had, who, who says it's helped them. And if it does, Hey, I, I, I see it as bandaid because the reality with those individuals, like this, this is the bigger point to be had because you go in with these issues, the doctor, and this is where I believe it blows holes in Western medicine entirely because the doctor, the, the, he only spends like 10 minutes in there with you, if that, five, four, right? It's their, whatever you call them, right? Oh, they're taking some of the report and your vitals and then, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh, filling out a chart. And then it's like he comes in and this, it's already, it's already going to be the solution, like his solution and the only, like, so, so you could be a new patient in there and then you're just coming in with these symptoms and that's the solution. Not, they're not even ordering the panels like we we both had to go in and request blood work request a testosterone like hey i like i know that it's also attributed and i know i'm getting a little older now and i want to know where i'm at i don't want to be ignorant so i could properly evaluate and assess my situation and start seeing what's going to benefit me so the simple fact i'd venture to, to push back on that and say hey you know what they aren't good for anybody until you take some other steps first. And if those steps fail, then potential viable option down the road. But because the reality of it is like to look not just a basic blood panel, to look at your nutrition, like your nutrient levels, right? Because Even if it wasn't like low T, we don't know. You're going in there, that doctor resorting to a pharmaceutical versus being like, hey, let's order, let's see where your levels are at first because it could be deficiencies, right? Let's order, if, if he really knew, let's order that and look at tox, toxicity reports, Let's look at mold and other things that could also attribute to these very same symptoms. So it's actually now versus just basing things off of symptoms you're dealing with, you're you're looking at root of issues as to, oh, are you properly nutritionally balanced? Are you hormonally properly balanced? Are you are you not in excess of metals or molds or plastics and toxins that also negatively bring all these things down in, in these in these conditions upon you because that that naturally now we're talking about a lifelong solution because lo and behold for so many uh because it, it i've also known people that have had ssris that did say hey for a moment in time it it, it did help but it come to find out it wasn't a solution to my issue and i was able to entirely get off of them because once we found out these things and it was years later and and there's damage done with a lot of these pharmaceuticals that now they're fighting in additional things to cleanse their body of and heal their livers and chemical like mind and all sorts of things so yeah, definitely. You know, I think it's yeah. if you really read even on SSRIs, um, they're they're not. They tell you that they're not for the long term. Uh, most of them say six to twelve months. Um, but I think you know it always goes back to you know that's why it's important to to also know where it's coming from. If mm. it's coming from your life or your environment or a stressful situation or 
or something like that. Um, yeah, when you go to jump on some of these um, type of drugs, you you got to know the side effects. You got to know that um, it may not be a long term solution. And then there's also the the challenge with getting off of them. Right. Um, and at the end of the day, um, at the end of the road, SSRIs really just boost serotonin in your brain, which mm. is can, helps control the mood uh, of your brain. Mm. So they don't um, in any way, uh, like you say, fix the problem. Um, but, um, it's, it's more of trying to help fix, to fix, you know, depressive and, um, anxiety, uh, symptoms for the most part. And, right. you know, and there's always going to be, um, you know, a need for, um, an SSRI for people who have tried everything and, and they just can't, you know, and, and they're looking for, you know, other ways, you know, and then when you start to get into the more advanced, more of the um, psychoactive drugs, that's when it becomes even a little bit more dangerous, you know, when you get into the Xanaxes and the volumes and stuff like that. Um, they have an immediate effect, but um, they're very addictive and, you know, and the long-term effects can be uh, situational. So I totally agree. I think, you know, you should do blood work. You should do mm-hmm. everything first. Make sure your hormones are in place. Hormones play a huge role yeah. in your overall mood. And everybody... Um, especially men, you know, they kind of peak in their, you know, in, in testosterone and in, in their hormones in their, you know, later twenties. And then it's just a slow decline. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and so, um, I think hormones are a big part of it. Like you said, blood work, getting your vitamins checked, make sure everything's elephant. And if all that's good and, you know, you're at a healthy weight and you, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you may have to consider alternatives for a short term if, if it can. Yeah, can. for a short term, yeah. I mean, eh, everyone's situation is just uniquely your own situation, right? I'd venture to say a good benchmark and a standard we could actually have for those doctors is if we go in and they're feeding any pharmaceutical without looking into anything, new doctor, find a new doctor if another benchmark would be if that doctor doesn't ask like with any of these type of issues they're not asking well here's a piece of paper uh write down could you or fill me in fill me in what 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 is what do you eat what do you eat fill me in like what do you what do you, you know what i'm saying like what What's your breakfast consist of? Your lunch, your dinner, like wh- where do you go? Where are you where are you getting your food? And if someone's like, "Well, I eat McDonald's for lunch every day," if I eat, like, they're your issues because it's not you're not just getting your nutrients. You're not. You're filling yourself full of things your body can't process. It's filler, and it's proven. Like you see. Uh, supersize me. That man went from a above average health, above average, all his levels really well, just even at basic levels, to within a month of only eating McDonald's. Near, like like he was gonna die. Yeah. If he continued what he was doing, he was his body was dying his energy was suffering depression all of those things were setting in weight gain just out the gate it it becomes very telling so if your doctor isn't asking and he's going to those solutions like that should be a benchmark like he's just indoctrinated he doesn't know any better than again his heart could be in the right place but if not the majority of them are arrogant know-it-alls you know i I'm sorry, the white lab coat to me has lost all respect. Like, it, it's, I'm sorry, you're just not getting it because you, you got a piece of freaking paper, right? Like, it's, it's, and, and that's minimal. Like, that's minuscule. In fact, like, it's cool to see doctors now actually being like, I'm in remission, like, actually from the indoctrination. So I'm having to, like, re-educate and learn against because it was it was it wasn't helpful it was actually damaging to fulfilling my hippocratic oath and actually providing real solutions for people 
So I use your discernment, right? But if these doctors aren't doing these type of things, like that, that that's the biggest like alarm I want to say because at this point, because so many families, they're still blindly entrusting in these white lab coats and not just on behalf of themselves, but on behalf of their children. So with, once again, without lab works, without asking what they're eating, these children are eating without, yeah, any lab works or toxic reports, they're now, oh yeah, ADD, ADHD, here's Adderall, all these different things that's just very damning if you source the right information. It's insanely messing these kids up. Yeah, I think it's definitely, um, you know, before you take any, you know, drug, I think you should just look at the side effects and right. and see what that is and see if it's right for you. Um, right. You know, like James said, um, you know, it's probably a uh, a uh, good idea to, uh, you know, go through other options. Make sure you, uh, you know, work through all the options you can. Right. Um, before you start taking uh, any kind of SSRIs. And, you know, like he said, you know, there's doctors probably have their heart in the right spot. But right. and they're also not there's not a lot of options when you come to a when you come to a doctor and say, hey, I'm depressed. I, I can't get out of bed. I can't do this. I can't do that. Yeah, they can run lab. They can do all that. But if they're trying to help you that day, mm. then they're just going to give you an SSRI. And, um, mm. you know, I think I also think. You know they're they're trying to help, but in the but in the end, it's it it's became you know, um, if you've ever met somebody who's been on it for a long time, will will tell you too that they become less effective, just like anything, any drug you take. And there's only there's a maximum right. amount of milligram you can take, mm. and once you get there and your body gets immune to it, just like anything, yeah, it's going to have less of an effect. So you always have to consider that too, and that's usually why they don't recommend them for the long term, right. I just, I've grown to respect, respect the doctors that realize, and it usually takes some years, right? Um, you know, I got a question, another question to ask you welfare. I sit here, I sat here, I think we might've connected on something, but I'm like, oh man, I need more consent. But, uh, because then again, like my heart goes out to those, a lot of those in the field, like, you know, they're really... The majority, I mean, at the end of the day, for a lot of them, it's just about, it's just another job. It's about money, but, but a bulk of them, it, it, it's been a selfless journey. And I don't mean to bash any of those that have their heart in the right place. And over time, it usually takes over time is like, wow, we're not seeing with this, this isn't really a solution. So, so they actually, instead of like the, take the arrogant stance, like doctor, like, don't forget the doctor before the name, you know, like, like one of those that just takes offense when you're like, oh, excuse me, I for doctor, sir, I forgot, you know, but they humble themselves and they're like, you know what, I'm going to continue the pursuit of my education. I'm going to continue, you know, the, to practice medicine and go to these conventions and you just constantly, like, I love those because it's like, then they, you know what oh wow nutrition has such a big role like I just, you know so they start implementing things into their practice and they may still be like you know what this is an emergency 911 type of situation maybe they found the ssri is a good beginning stepping stool as they integrate these shifts with their health like their their lab works and dietary you know so maybe maybe they start integrating in a really good way that being said let me let me ask something off air Hey, we're back. I accidentally hit the intro button there again. But yeah, I don't know. Do you want to talk on any of that? 
yeah, with animate you could still talk about it with total anonymity and then futuristically i mean it's something if you even wanted to come on love to have him yeah, I have a friend who, who's a doctor, you know, and so we, right. we're, we're in a lot of talks. You know, I, I'm somebody who is fortunate to have that right. kind of lifeline of somebody who, who I grew, cool. up, grew up with. Um, you know, and, and one of the challenges is is some of the, the – there's so much um, – you know, you may go to a doctor who might, you know, subscribe you an SSRI. Yep. You may go to a doctor who says that they're not going to because – um, they just don't know enough, you know, right. because, you know, putting you on something and then just hoping for the best sometimes, because that's the way the scenarios usually kind of work is right. they give you something like that and they say, hey, come back in 30 or 60 days and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see how it's working. Or, or now you can message them and all this kind of stuff a little bit easier if if you want to change something or you feel like something's not working. Um, but, you know, one of the, the real challenges in medicine today is is that they've said that, you know, what they what somebody learns today in about two years, um, there's going to be so many advances in medicine mm. that to try to keep up with the new trends and the advances and everything is just extremely difficult you wow. know, for a doctor. And, and and they're they're good hearted, uh, like you said. Um, it, it's a selfless job, you know. Um, they're trying to do their best. They're trying to help uh, a lot of people, um, you know. And and I don't think any of them are trying to do anything that's, um, you know unethical or trying to call, cause harm you know I, th- I think they're trying to do with what, what they have available to them um, um the best situation um for for each patient you know and and though it may not look like that um you know like you said when you only get 10 or 15 minutes it's so basic the the whole structure like so those doc like it's wild because a, a lot of the ones i see now more so run under their naturopath but they they started with their MD and then they have their, all these other accreditations, like four times over, you know, their, their original education. And then continuing to this day, like you sit, you're only seeing them and you're sitting down talking to them and they're getting to know you and actually like, Oh wow. Okay. And then that's what led to this may be Lyme, like, you know, and, and these other, these other things. So at the end of the day, I just want people to put themselves in a a position that's getting more so to the root of the issues. So they're, they're finding health quality of life back and, in the most affordable, effective, like quickest way possible. And it's a tricky thing to navigate. Now I know regarding your friend, this 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 hit me hard, and it was pretty well. It was just cool to see because that that means there's hope for these individuals because their heart is in the right direction. But you mentioned something along the lines, and you can correct it. Um, but something along the lines of, if you asked me 15 years ago, um, whether what was it? It was about the testosterone. You, you want to, you know. yeah. He said, you know, if you asked me 15 years ago, people used to come with testosterone problems. It was more of, um, it was kind of a lifestyle issue, right? It was, it was, uh, it was diet, it was stress, it right. was all these things that led to it. But now you're seeing kids in their 20s and early 30s, um, seeing testosterone issues, right? Um, which can be maybe blamed to, to a little bit of the, the modernization of the of the Western world of of you know everything's fast food and, and, and all this. Right. But, um, he said that, you know, one of the challenges that he's ran into over the last couple of years is people that have went the route of trying to do it naturally. It, they're having you a hard can't time. Keep moving, up. You can't, you can't move the needle. Right. And so, um, might maintain or like in my situation, it was still deteriorating and tanking. Yeah. And then, so, you know, he said that, you know, it, it's very difficult um, without some of the replacement therapy today to get somebody to a healthy level and in, in a so it shifted for him where it's like more so where before it was lifestyle now it's actually like you know what we need to supplement this yeah. is a solution which will hopefully lead to a better lifestyle and i mean you know right. um i think the the big thing um that he's told me about testosterone is if you just take it and you don't want to change anything Mm. You still may not see the ben- the full benefits of right. it. You know, if you don't want to go to the gym, if you don't want to live a healthy life, like it's not a cure all th- situation where you just inject and you walk away and you feel no. energetic and you feel better. It's it's to, it's to enhance, uh, you know, 
what you already are doing. Well, and it's not like people would even make it out to be. It's a replacement therapy, you know. Now people potentially, I mean, you're only getting uh, prescribed so much that's going to last a certain amount. So you really aren't left to, to be able to really abuse it. You know, and the the doctors, the good ones will monitor to ensure average or optimal, you know, uh, or even, hey, if you function really well on a lower than average, but boosting it ever so slightly by replacing. So it's essentially just making up for what your body, where, where you should be naturally, you know, and that's where it's like situational and. I've noticed astronomical positive impacts, even being around my average, even below my average. So I'm not even at the like optimal phase, but I've noticed how it's regulated my reactions, like ability to cope and deal. Like I'm, I'm a lot more well like even balanced in my day to day and it's helped even with this other debilitating disease bioweapon it's like uh, like it is the blood force it's helped me engage in my days and go about it and notice the increase in the libido notice the increase in like the gym before I was just forcing myself going through the motions. I don't know how to explain it, but it was like you'd be work working on a bicep curl and that bicep was just like it would be yawning as you're trying to push it to the max. It's like it's yawning. You're not even it's not engaging. And, you know, a few weeks after with the replacement therapy, it would actually engage. It was a night and day difference. But people think and and the reality for me, like once again, it's not it's not just something to achieve even a fitness ideal anything. No, it's it's more important the function of life and fueling like the blood force is a man, right? And I, I no wonder culturally like men are getting confused as women want to wear women face you know it's the blood force of a man so i i feel like it it could fix even a lot of the societal issues and men fulfilling the role we've naturally throughout history you know get back to the place baseline norms and um there's personally been other benefits too like i'm i that's why i'm really excited here here more on your side of things as, as things go on and because you're in a better place in your mind i'm sure you'll be able to articulate and, and pick up on things you know so yeah i think one of the things with testosterone that you know i think it in some ways got a bad rap years ago because uh you know, people were using it for the wrong reasons. The steroids, yeah. doing the steroids, yeah, getting, gyms. getting, getting a meat, all meathead. It's not that you, but because you think about it when you're properly introducing and because yeah, you're boosting your levels, your body's still producing X amount, but you're constantly getting your blood work done to make sure you're, you're averaging the average, like you're baselining the average or whatever level was deemed. But if anything, it, it's just going to be slightly above optimal for some, you know, that the, the average really didn't have that much of an impact at all or negative impact with mood, things like that. And, and they're still lethargic. They're still fighting through some things. Um, so some may, by a, a little above, find that reprieve or help balance, regulate them. So everyone's situational, but it isn't. It isn't this abundant overload where you're going to Arnold Schwarzenegger out. You know, no, no. Yeah, it's, you know, and it's it's always good to work right. with somebody who who knows your situation and knows what what you're after. And the reason that's important, too, is because there's things that the testosterone can affect, like fertility and stuff like that. So if you're looking to have mm, kids, mm -hmm. it's probably not something you want to do 
um, especially not in high doses. And, and right. that's why you need to work with somebody who understands it and knows it and have them 100%. understand your situation and not just trying to get you to a healthy level. Because in the, if you're in your 20s or early 30s and you want to ha- you're still looking to have kids, it could fa- affect fertility. And then right. one of the challenges, too, is... Uh, you know, when you get on it and then you try to get off of it, because you may have to get off of it for three or six months to to do fertility, um, you're going to see that bump. You're you're going to feel that that mood change. So that's something you have to be prepared for, kind of too. Right. So that's why you want somebody who, who really understands your situation, and, and and that's why symptoms matter, and why you want somebody who you trust doing it for you. Well, we need more people looking into this and championing this whole the whole system to operating maximum on behalf like it shouldn't be industrialized money wise where that's the top priority for doctors big pharma the the education systems it needs to be health and wellness above all above all and we as the patients is the funders to it all have all the control and all the power if we could essentially show up in the ways that are gonna have that positive impact mm-hmm. so it's up to us all of us to not just ensure the maximum health for our current state but our freaking children yeah so if you're too self-serving Whatever it should be self-serving, like what? So yeah, maybe if you're tuned into it self selfishly, but if that's not enough, do it on behalf of the children. All right. You got anything else to say, Jake? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think we covered a lot of good topics, and I think so too. Good conversation. So thanks for having me. Let's tear it all down, folks. Help us tear it down. No, we we could. We could just ensure they're operating on behalf of our health, right? I mean, gosh dang, I'd like to see more of these doctors actually be held up to the oath they swore because business-wise and just feeding Big Farm, I have personal big issue with that because this led to years of more being on the struggle bus than leading to the solutions. That, uh, you know, I didn't even dive into the details as to how Western medicine got it wrong, 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 wrong regarding my Lyme disease because they they weren't looking into it effectively. So if they can't do that with Lyme or testosterone, how, how many times are they getting wrong with the kids and all these other all these other issues? Because it's corrupt. It's, it's, it's just not operating optimally. That's it. We could... At least agree on that, I think, yeah, right? Definitely. Bless you, folks. Thanks for joining. We will see you soon. And look forward to Jake. He's going to be back. Most we'll, definitely. We'll be talking schmack on some other topics, no doubt. Yes. And I look forward to it. Take care, y'all. <laughs>